let's get a little lighthearted. Let's have a little fun with this one. Uh, this came out uh, a few years ago. It kind of only just recently uh, was put on my radar, which is surprising because I actually really like love this actress and I love like the kind of trajectory her career is going in. Um, Wildflower is a film from 2022. It stars, I, ho I hope I pronounce her name correctly, Kiernan Sipka. That's what I believe is how you pronounce her name, Kiernan Sipka. Uh, some of you may know her from, uh, Mad Men, I believe is where she got, like, her first kind of gig, but I know her from the Netflix version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I was extremely satisfied with. I was a little upset with its ending, but I understood that it had to come to an end at some point. Uh, she's done a couple of movies as well, um, but her career is kind of still, like, on this slow and steady path, and this is just one that's on there that's a huge hit for her, in my opinion. Wildflower is this sort of film that's based on a true story, but this is the only interpretation there is of that true story. So the director, Matt Smuggler, or Smuckler, however you pronounce that, the K in the middle of his name, he, ha this is actually his sort of family in a way. This is... In the film, he would probably be who the uncle is from where she goes and tries to live with when she's younger and the story she's telling. So in that director, in Smuckler's life, this happened to his niece. And essentially what the story is, is this, the character known as B, which is short for Bambi, is being raised by her parents who both have... Um, some sort of uh, neurodivergent mental disability. The mother is born with it. The father inherits it through an accident. And they kind of meet. They fall in love. And everybody's like, no, you can't really be in love. You don't understand. Because they all essentially have the mind of a 12-year-old. So they don't think that it's possible for them to kind of really mean what they're saying. But essentially, they, they defy the odds. They get married, they have, you know, this kid, and they choose to take care of her. And the story is told through a narration by the character B, which Bambi is the mother's favorite character, which is why she named her daughter Bambi. And it's told through the, perceptive, the perception of her and growing up in her explaining and narrating sort of what her life was like through the years up until she becomes a teenager. And the reason it kind of takes place during those teenage years is because it's meant to emphasize on her fight with leaving her family to go to college because she's an honor student and whether or not it would be beneficial or staying with her family because she feels that she needs to take care of them. You know, she, at a certain point in her life, she grows to this idea that she is actually the caregiver for her parents, even though she tries to do, you know, as much for them as possible she also still has her own life and it tells the story of how you know she gets a boyfriend a lot of the shenanigans kind of happen around this age for her i believe she's like 17 at this point in time and so it's just this real feel-good story and i was really happy that like now i don't know what the 100 percent true story is i haven't really gone digging into this but from what the director says, this is based on his niece, and his niece is essentially the character of B. So he watched this and sort of got this inspiration from it, and then he wrote it alongside, I believe, the actual niece. 
Um, the story was written by him and Jaina Savage. Not 100% certain if that's his niece or not, but if it is, it's just these two people kind of writing a sort of true-to-life, you know, there's no novel or memoir for this, but now I'm guessing, you know, if it, if it became popular, maybe they would have written one, but even if they didn't, they sort of just wrote this script that's kind of meant to be a tell-all, sort of, for what this story is, because essentially, Smuggler saw this and thought, this is such an inspiring story, and there's so many unique points about this that it needs to be told into a movie and of course he got everybody to agree to it and it went out there it did the the circle in some of the film festivals uh it first premiered uh, in, in the toronto film festival and then found its way to um major distribution uh, i believe through something called limelight i've never heard of limelight uh before but I believe they're, dis they're the distributors of it. And it came out to the world, essentially, earlier this year. But it was finished, and it did the circles in 2022. And it came out earlier 2023. So it got put on my radar. I gave it a watch, and I was super impressed by it. And again, I went in there kind of, think, like, a little bit biased, just because there's very little that I feel that uh, Kunin Sipka does that I don't like. So it's kind of like I'm sort of following her career path and where she's going to be going. And this movie is just a real, like, a real good stepping stone. Like, she's got, she had something else that came out, uh, I want to say, this same year. It was really weird. It was like a time-traveling, funny, serial killer-esque. But from I haven't seen it yet from what I've heard. It hasn't received the, the best sort of reception you would say but there was another film that came out uh, a couple of years before that called the silence that was a really good sort of um, post-apocalyptic story that i enjoyed uh then you know when she was younger she did a couple of other things you know she's been doing the circuit for about 10 years now give or take a couple of years um and what was another thing that i really liked that she did oh the remake of swimming with sharks she was also in that i'm not sure um if anybody kn knows what that's from but essentially that's a story that was done back in the 90s as well swimming with sharks is a movie it's a kevin spacey movie actually that um it's kind of about uh, Hollywood and trying to make it and you know it's about who you know and who you're willing to put up with and sort of being brought to you know the the brink of insanity just for popularity well not popularity but like fame and fortune it's it's a very fantastic film and I haven't gotten to see this show yet but I did hear about it it is on my list of things to watch and mostly that was because it's a remake but it was also the fact that it was a remake and Kieran Sipka stars in it I kind of got real excited about what they could do with that story. And Wildflower, again, is just a nice little stepping stone for her because it's just one of these films that if you haven't heard about it, and I'm the first one that you've heard about it from, you should definitely try to find a copy of it. It's out there somewhere on some kind of streaming service, I'm pretty certain. And give it a, sh give it a chance because this is just that kind of film that you're really happy about at the end of it all. It's not corny, or at least it doesn't feel corny. It doesn't feel like that corny, feel-good film, you know. It feels sort of like 
there's certain levels of anxiety. There's certain levels of, you know, you feel bad for me. There's certain levels where you understand sort of uh, an extent of why she's having this battle and why she's not caring about herself, you know? And then there is the, the, the underlining thing is just that it's told through her, through her narration and her perspective of the world around her. And it's just a really nice film at the end of it all. It's very, it's very enjoyable to just kind of see a film that knows what it's about and just from start to finish just kind of keeps you wanting to know more and keeps you leading up to sort of how the film starts. And it's it was definitely a joy for me to watch, and that's why I like talking about films like this, like films that a lot of people they it doesn't it, it doesn't catch up with them. It doesn't you don't find it unless you are told about it, or unless somebody brings it up to you. And it's got a crazy cast in it too. It's got uh, uh, Alexandra D'Addario, um, Brad Garrett's in it. He plays the grandfather. It's got, uh, what's this guy's name who plays the father? The father is somebody too, but I can't remember his name, but I know he's from like a bunch of things from over the years. He's never really had a, like a, his own role, but when you see his face, you know who he is and you know something that he's in. And of course, right now at the top of my head, I can't think of another thing he's in. Um, the mother is somebody as well. I can't remember what her name was, but she's also, uh, like a big deal. She's been around for a while. You know, it's this, it's this essence that there is kind of enough people that are there to lift this film out of sort of an, uh, an obscure standpoint into something that should be noticed. And it should be like kind of spoken about I would I would want to say a little bit more especially being that it never went into theaters and it just kind of did these rounds in the festivals and then was just distributed and then gone straight to streaming a lot of reviews kind of give it that middle to almost average maybe a, like sub above average kind of ratings I don't necessarily disagree but I do think it deserves a little bit more I think you know having it have like a a 7 out of 10 is kind of worthy some places are giving it 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. Uh, I think Metacritic had it at like 52 out of 100. I think it deserves a little bit more than that. Um, and I think it also deserves a little bit more praise because I don't know what the real story is from the perspective of what it's based off of, but I think it does justice to that story. And you never feel like it's taking any punches or holding any punches back at the same time. It's a really, really good, feel-good film that I think can kind of give you a little bit of a breakup of the monotony of continuous nonsense action and superhero films and re horror movie reboots and requels and all this stuff. It's just a nice, new, different story. And I think because of that, it deserves praise and it deserves a chance to kind of have more people see it and enjoy it for what it is.